Welcome back. Welcome to Phenomenal Flicks. That's right, everyone. Welcome back. I am Tommy Tracy, and I am back at you again with another weekend and release review of Hulu's Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, and J.K. Simmons, directed by Max, I believe it's pronounced Barbacow, which is actually a pretty cool last name. Uh, this is, of course, going to be a spoiler-free review, so worry not, friends. You will not get anything spoiled in here. Everything that I am going to spoil is going to be completely minor, something that you'll be able to see pretty much in the trailers. Um, I also want to apologize for the thunderstorm you're going to hear in the background. Um, I just moved into a new apartment, so I've yet to really soundproof where I live. Um, so if you hear some rain and thunder and lightning, uh, oh well, it's going to add to the ambiance, I guess. Um... I want to really thank everyone um, who listened to my Hamilton review from last week. It was my first review, aside from my um, episode zero where I introduced myself, that got over 30 listens. I know that's not a lot. 30 is nothing when I have podcasts that I listen to that get over a million. Um, but it's baby steps, and it's the little things that count. So, again, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that continues, and the trend just goes up, 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 up. But anyway... Palm Springs uh, made a major splash at Sundance Film Festival back in January, which <laughs> seems like a lifetime ago, forever ago. Um, it sold for a record-setting $17.5 million and 69 cents, um, which is a clever little in-joke if you get it. Um, it beat the previous um, record by 69 cents, so that's pretty hilarious. Um, as I said, this stars Andy Samberg, so the 69 cents kind of refers to the Lonely Island. Um, it centers around Niles, played by Sandberg, a wedding guest in Palm Springs, California, who is stuck in a time loop. He is soon joined by Sarah, um, another guest, played by Milioti, who cleverly gets sucked into the loop with him. Thus, the two begin a strange relationship together as they awake to the same day over and over and over and over and over and over and over and, over and well, you get the point. Um, right off the back, yes, right off the back, right off the bat, yes, this is a lot like the film Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Um, we've seen it before, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we haven't. Hell, I mean, this past decade alone has brought us at least three films that are just like this. The action film Edge of Tomorrow, which I really enjoy, and no, it is not called Live, Die, Repeat, and the comedy horror duology Happy Death Day, and of course its sequel, um, what's different, however, is the film focuses on two characters instead of just one, and we are sort of dropped in the middle of Niles' story instead of getting an origin for him, which I really liked. It's new, it's a little fresh, and even though technically, yes, um, Sarah's is an origin story, we get to see someone who is already and is still being put through this help her along on her journey. Um, yeah, there's there's tropes that you've seen um, before in the other films that I mentioned, such as, am I repeating this day? But they are quickly subverted by Niles telling her, yes, yes, you are. No matter how much you don't want to hear it, how much death you bring on yourself in the meantime, which I'll get to in a minute, you'll still wake up here. He says um, a line, yesterday is today, today is yesterday, and tomorrow is today, which... It's kind of a silly line, but it actually makes sense in the grand scheme of things. 
Um, another thing I like here is the lack of over explaining everything related to the time loop that I mentioned, something the other films that I've said have done as well. Um, I really like that in kind of this, let's say we take Groundhog's Day, um, the Happy Death Day films, this one, and Edge of Tomorrow. They all kind of don't tell you a lot about that. And well, maybe not the second Happy Death Day film so much, but the other ones, yes. So Palm Spring is really a character-driven story looking at two people who deal with this, I guess you can call it a tragedy, if you will, in similar yet at the same time different ways. The film tells you just enough about how the loop happens, but doesn't spend so much time that the viewer gets bogged down with minute or even heavy details. Uh, J.K. Simmons um, shows up sparingly as a man named Roy who was also apparently stuck in the time loop and you're given just enough information for you to make your own conclusions about not only Roy but Niles and Sarah themselves. Sandberg and Milioti carry this film very very well. Both Niles and Sarah are kind of jaded and broken characters for two different reasons that it get the film obviously gets into their backstory as of to why and it handles those differently as well. Um, this is first and foremost a comedy movie, but it also takes the heavy aspects of their past lives and kind of sprinkles that in as well. It's hard not to feel for both of them within their life struggles, um, with which both receive the right amount of care. I've been a fan of both parties for quite some time, and I think their chemistry is just fantastic here. Sandberg especially gets a lot of flack for his comedy. Um, a lot of people don't like him, but I think he's damn funny. He's damn good at it. And he's also, at least in this film, able to punch you, gut punch you, with his softer moments. Um, he's very sweet. And he's very likable. Um, yeah, he's kind of a kind of a jackass, kind of a dumb dumb. But also, you know, he has a lot of pain deep down inside. Um, Milioti, I I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. If I'm not, um, my bad. If you're listening, I doubt you are. But um, I've been a fan of yours since your run on the last season of How I Met Your Mother, um, and I know how sincere she can be. Um, but I, what I was really surprised with was kind of her turn as someone who could be like really crude and raunchy, um, kind of like a foul mouth to compliment Sandberg, who was very good at that as well. Um, so I like seeing her kind of mix the sweetness and the sincerity that I've seen her do in a lot of other roles and throwing some fucks, shits and dick jokes along the way. Um, I had a lot of fun with her. She gets a little bit of a heavier load to carry in the film as she is the audience's eyes. You know, we're kind of seeing it through her point of view, whereas Niles has been stuck here for an undisclosed amount of time. Speaking of which, do you ever realize that these films never tell you how long they're in the time loop? And I like that as well because it could be, I don't know, a month or it could be 20 years or it could be 100 years. You really never know because it's impossible for them to really age in this Um and then again, Simmons, J.K. Simmons is another amazing actor, as I'm sure you all know. Um, he's also great here. And as I said, he's used sparingly, but the right amount. Um, I can see his arc. This is maybe my like one nitpick with it. His arc was a little confusing at first, um, and it might be confusing to other viewers on first pass, but he really does have some sweet and beautiful moments, especially with the twists and turns the film takes. And there's a lot of twists in this movie. Some that you can see coming, others you're like, oh, wow, I, that's, that came out of left field. Um, the science aspect of this is, there's the thunder right there. The science aspect of this is a lot of fun as well. And you kind of realize that, like, I don't know jack shit about quantum physics, but um, 
the way that it's handled doesn't make you say, oh, that's not impossible, or that is impossible. Um, the movie is also quite funny. As I mentioned, Sandberg's funny, Miliotti's funny, J.K. Simmons is funny. Comedy is the most subjective genre, I guess, and I, I get that some of the heavier material here won't be as funny to some, but like Groundhog Day and Happy Death Day to You, the sequel to Happy Death Day, Niles and Sarah kind of flirt with the idea of suicide and the repercussions of immortality because they cannot die in this time loop. Um, so to end the day, obviously, you would kill yourself. Um, they, they, ha they ask themselves these questions. What does dying feel like? Is it painful? Um, is it scary? Or is it as scary that you know you'll be fine? So can I crash a plane into a field? Um, you'll be fine when you wake up. So is it really going to scare me that much? Is it going to hurt? What if you tell a loved one a deep secret knowing they'll forget the secret the next day so you can kind of get something off your chest? Are you still living with that pain knowing, oh, wait, they actually don't know the secret that I have? Um, all these things are like very touchy, yet needed things the film sells you and has you question. And in theory, the film is a little unrealistic. Um, I don't think we could be in a time loop, but maybe we can. I don't know. Maybe we're stuck in a simulation. A lot of people feel like that now. However, we must ponder these feelings and ideals with ourselves to some extent. Some Sometimes it's really appealing for these characters to be stuck here, knowing you'll see the person who makes you happy daily. Um, because these two do develop a friendship. The ability to get epically fucked up on free booze every day because they are at a wedding, as I said, so the parents of the bride are paying for the booze. Why not just spend a day and get just fucked up on whatever alcohol you want to, you know? Um, and then you can even possibly do things you wouldn't normally do, like get in a fight with bikers at a biker bar. The downside that the characters face is knowing that people they love are living on the other side of this time bubble that they're stuck in without them wondering what the future holds in place because their future is continuously happening whereas Niles's and Sarah's are not. This movie made me think a lot and I hope it makes everyone else think a lot because it's not something you get out of comedy films a lot. You do from time to time like The King of Staten Island um, is something I reviewed not too long ago and it's a comedy film that actually makes you think and makes you ponder certain things. And I'm going to use air quote here, but air quotes here, um, but I'm hoping people don't just see this as a silly rom-com with Andy Samberg. It's a, it's a silly rom-com, yes, but it also has some deeper meaning and deeper moments to it that I hope, like I said, make you question things. As I did with, again, the King of Staten Island review as well, I'm going to let you guys know that this I really connected with the characters in this too. Um, without spoiling things, there are some jabs thrown at both parties that hit hard when you feel insecurities and anxieties about yourself, and I'm not going to be the only one who watches this movie and feels those. Um, it's going to make you question other things, like what if I am a pretentious douche and I don't know it? What if I do feel like everyone thinks I'm a huge fuck-up and so on and so forth, things like that? And it's things that both of these characters ponder and then both and then it transferred on back to me. And that helps me enjoy a film a lot more when I can personally connect to it. Some people are obviously going to look at this and be like, I'm nothing like those characters. Other people like myself will be able to look and be like, hey, I am reminded of Niles here. And that's very strange and kind of a good thing to feel. That's what a movie's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel something. 
and make you connect to with what you're watching or what the director's trying to tell you. And this is very, very well, very well directed. It's actually very well shot for a comedy movie as well. There's a lot of like really good scopes and um, a lot of like good pans and a lot of decent special effects for something that you didn't think would have any as well. Um, overall, this is one of the best fil films I've seen all year. Um, it really struck a chord with me that I really didn't think it would from the trailer I saw, and Sundance audiences loved it as well. It was very sweet, it was very heartfelt, while also bringing the laughs and making your brain actually work as you're watching a comedy, something they don't do, they don't strive to do very often. You can watch this film with a Hulu subscription, I know a lot of people have them, and I am 100% advocating you do so, because with all that said, I'm going to give... Palm Springs, a very rare A+. I think the only other thing that's gotten it this year for me was Defy Bloods. So that's some high praise. I, I don't think, aside from maybe Tropic Thunder and This Is Spinal Tap, I'd ever give a comedy film an A+. So again, that's a very, very high bar. Now, as you might have heard a little bit last week with my Hamilton review, my friend Beth, who was a guest on that episode, hates, with a capital H-A-T-E-S, horror movies something I being being her best friend absolutely love now my goal is to have her watch as many horror films as possible um, that it will so that it will help qualm her anxieties for watching them this is what horror movies do for me I am a very anxious person and I will watch a horror movie and it will help lessen my anxieties this is going to be the very first recorded version of a new one-minute segment on my podcast called Scared to Beth. Uh, shout out to fellow two-week media member Jess Johnston for that epic name. Thank you, Jess. Um, so listen for a minute uh, because these reviews can only be so long to Beth's review of 2019's Jordan Peele-directed film Us. I just got done watching Us and I am sufficiently creeped out. I don't like scary movies, but that being said, it was a great movie. Jordan Peele is amazing. Obviously, he does great things. It definitely lived up to the hype. Um, one thing I will say is that I feel like the comedy was a little more off-putting and it seemed more out of place than Get Out. I get that there's a time and place for it. Um, and as Tommy says, if you can't laugh, then it's just sad, or in this case, just really fucked up and terrifying. Um, I mean, it still was regardless of that. When the big reveal came, I had chills. Like, it was it was insane. And I kind of suspected that that was going to happen. But watching it all play out and how they did that kind of, like, flashback was just amazing. I had goosebumps for, like, a solid five minutes. So I'd watch it again. Highly recommend. All right, and thank you, Beth. Now, my final bit of business is to plug the socials, of course, because you can't have success without plugging those so you can follow this podcast on instagram at phenomenal flicks podcast and on facebook at phenomenal flicks there is another facebook called that however they don't have much activity so look for the purple icon with the black ray-ban glasses and that's where you'll find me you can follow two week media on all platforms at two week media where you can also find the other podcasts the network has to offer such as faking it and i feel petty colon Jess Hates Musicals. And now you can also listen to That's Gotta Be Wrestling, a wrestling retrospective podcast hosted by myself and my partner Olivia, where we do 
offer insight on former and current WWE pay-per-view events with a fresh female voice behind it because she is a massive wrestling fan. That's actually how we met and how we got together. And women are criminally underrated in the wrestling journalism department. So you can get her thoughts as well as, of course, mine because I'm a cis white male who has to interject myself into everything. Um, but please start listening to that as well if you love wrestling. If you don't and you know someone who does love wrestling, pass it on to them because I think my insight doesn't really mean shit, but I think hers does and you might be like very surprised at what she has to offer because she's not a wrestling fan who became one because we're dating. She's a wrestling fan by birth and that is very relevant, very rare in the female community. Socials for that will be up soon, um, but I don't have any quite yet. However, of course, I'll start plugging those, as will two-week media, as we truck along with that. I'll see you guys next week with a 10-year-later review of Christopher Nolan's Inception, because holy shit, that movie is almost 10 years old. But until then, as always, guys, stay phenomenal.